Chloe. Hi, this is Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Zoe Ye, a human being who failed to live a conventional life. I have a deep interest in people and their choices of life. In my podcast, I will be having conversations with individuals who are open to talk about their mental journeys in life. This season is called My Mental Journey of Migration. Eight guests will share their experiences of living in different cultures. Today, we have Monica as our guest. Let's dive in. Um, Monica, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure, I can do that. Hi everyone, uh, I'm Monica. I was born in Taiwan and I moved to the States for my PhD study. And then now I'm in the Netherlands working as a researcher in natural science at the university. So yeah, it's it's been a pleasure, you know, to move around the world, to see many different things. I've been having fun, so that's good. How long have you been in the US? Oh, wow. I spent long years. It's seven years straight seven years. for a PhD degree, which is wow. a lot. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel it's, you know, a good challenge, but also very rewarding. When I was in the middle of my study, sometimes I don't think so. But <laughs> when I look back, <laughs> well, seven years is so long. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, in the end, I, when I look back, I find it very, very fun. And yeah, it's really rewarding experience. Where were you? based in the U.S.? Uh, I study in the Midwest, uh, in Illinois. Um, so basically, one word, cornfield. Cornfield. <laughs> cornfield after cornfields after cornfields. And sometimes you see cows, but cornfields again. <laughs> yeah, it's very, uh, some people would describe it as very boring place, but I myself love boring place. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you introduce yourself as an introvert, right? Yeah, yeah, that's why I love boring places. <laughs> but the first time I saw you, I was like, this girl laughs out so loud. She doesn't seem to be an introvert. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me more. I must say, when you, if you know me before I live in the States, you will probably see a different person. Uh, I think it's the American culture that has trained me to trash talk a lot. Trash just, talk. Just keep talking on and on and on and on when there is you know uh, a blank space of time or something it will feel awkward and you just want to say something even it's just trashy immediately so I, I think I was trained <laughs> by the states to trash talk and I think in the end it also helped me to be more accessible when I'm in a new setup or new environment it's now much easier for me to connect with other people um, before I would just like I you know don't talk to me <laughs> I want to stay on my own and I <laughs> or I just want to go home. But now I'm like, yeah, I think it's part of my training in the States. Like, you know, in the professional setup, especially very important. So sometimes it means that you need to really, really need to reach out to new new folks, for example. So it helps me to do that. In the end, you will get a trash talk, trash talking Monica. <laughs> but I um, myself uh, indeed uh, is more introverted. That means I, I need space and time to spend with myself so that's you know back to the cornfield topic i love boring places <laughs> different from my folks <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i mean in in our campus back in the days you know just by 
hiking 10 minutes or so, you are already in the middle of nowhere. From time to time, when I just need to release my stress, I just carry my bike, go to the cornfields, seeing no human beings at all, just other animals, like deer or bunnies <laughs> or whatever. And yeah, just be with myself and enjoy the nature, enjoy the sunset, enjoy the breeze. That was really healing moment for, for my daily lives. That's my outlet. Yeah. So so you chose the right place to be in the US. I can't imagine if you were living in New York. I would die. <laughs> I would I suffocate myself immediately. <laughs> indeed, indeed. I feel quite lucky when I look back because I, yeah, I couldn't imagine myself to live in LA or New York. So you describe yourself as more introverted when mm-hmm. you were in Taiwan? Well, now still. <laughs> Just, I think I built another self, you know, trash talking Monica versus true, genuine, oh, introverted mm-hmm. Monica. So I kind of keep these two sides when I am in professional setup or meeting new friends when I want to show my, you know, being friendly. I am truly, genuinely, I still care about people. I'm willing to reach out. It's just, it's it's more like a skill set that you own, but true self still introverted. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 no. I was trying to interrupt you. <laughs> I thought that, well, in my mind, there was a, a little Monica mm-hmm. bringing everything from Taiwan to the US and then got overwhelmed by all the you know, loudspeakers and all the yeah. trash talks. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Even and stranger can he ask, how are you doing? I was like, I don't know you. Okay, I'm doing fine. Thank you. <laughs> I'm imagining that like introverted Monica trying very hard to convert herself into a more sociable version. But <sighs> from what I described, it seems like you, you developed a new identity of yourself just to blend in. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty precise. That's pretty precise. Because in that setup, in the grad school, you know, there's a lot of occasion that you were asked to hang out with your fellows. Yeah, you just place in the pool of people that you're expected to be social. Otherwise, it seems like at some point you will feel like if I'm not social enough or, you know, like a butterfly flying around, you will fail in your (laughs) career. Um, So at some point, I feel like that way. So it's kind of also peer pressure because like everyone else is so social and so outgoing and if you're just like a nurse sitting in your bedroom in front of your computer yeah it's not gonna work in the american setup that was my perception yeah yeah did you suffer maybe let me rephrase it so for the two identities mm-hmm. i think you probably need to nurture one of your like true identities mm-hmm. but then you're in an environment that you feel pressured to always talk always talk <laughs> trash, <laughs> trash talking <laughs> yeah how do you preserve the true self. Yeah, I feel the long seven years in the States has been a long journey, not just not just for my professional training, but also uh, my self-awareness. Because before I went abroad, even how much I know about myself is probably not that much. I thought I understand myself, but I didn't. <laughs> um, but when you are dropped in a entirely foreign setup, and initially I just embrace whatever comes. Got invitation to some Someone else's house, okay. Got invitation to hang out for beer, okay. I okay everything. And this introverted one comes up. Like I've the introverted Monica is so drained. <laughs> it's so screwed. <laughs> I was like, I mean, there's also 
language saying because I have never been a environment that's twenty four seven English speaking. First few months,、um, I entered to my office, chatted with my colleagues all the time, and then by lunchtime, I feel like heck, I'm so ready to go home. I don't want to speak English at all. That's language thing.、Mm-hmm. But the culture thing on the introverted Monica is like I I was also draining myself to you know to give always to give like my energy is always outgoing, but I never. Learned or be aware that I need to also gain energy from someone somewhere else. Spend time with myself or something. Take a break. No, I I wasn't really aware of that. This process of learning about myself, how to self care, and how do you see yourself? How do you see others respect with respect to yourself, like relationship wise with your colleagues? That takes me a lot of time to to tidy and to find a good healthy mechanism to deal with. Yeah. Do that work. It- <laughs> <laughs> You need to try and error.、Yeah. What did you try? <laughs> yeah, I mean, initially, it's actually one of my good friends there. Like we were really close friends, and she noticed I wasn't、uh, mentally doing well because back then I was in the not very healthy working setup, and、um, and then it's through her help to like I came to realize that I didn't set my Personal boundary properly with others because back then I wasn't even you know understanding myself well enough that I I wasn't aware I was offended for example or I wasn't aware I was hurt or I felt hurt with others like that line like I haven't really built it up so she she sensed that I wasn't doing well and she helped me to you know just sit with those feelings recognize those patterns without her I couldn't walk out of this、uh, you know with Now healthy, happy Monica, <laughs> still introverted but much healthier. Yeah, for example, I have a, a, a former colleague who likes to gossip. I don't know. I just feel bad for the person that's being gossiped, and I wasn't. I I didn't know what to do. Didn't know how to you know confront because I tend to avoid conflicts. So I tend to be super evasive towards you know fighting back. But I feel there's something wrong. Several things entangled. This boundary thing wasn't working in the. First phase, I was like, I was so screwed. <laughs> I didn't know what to do, and I let it slide, and I feel bad. So that's you know phase one. Phase two is then I recognize I feel uncomfortable with that, and then I start to think what kind of mechanism, what kind of little actions, what are the things I can do, and what are the things I you know that's out of my hands. Like through the accumulation of several episodes, of course, I have so many episodes that I failed to <laughs> to achieve the final nicer step. But in the end,、um, through my friend's help and being really dedicated into finding a good、uh, a good model to to execute, you know, things that I want to achieve. So I think that's yeah, it's a long process. <laughs> Sounds very heavy. Sounds heavy.、Um, but I'm glad that I learned the lesson in that very point of time because later on, when I need to deal with my family issues, for example, I use the same similar training set. <laughs> To train myself how to deal with my family issue better. Sounds like as an introvert. Well, I'm personally I'm an introvert. Yeah.、Um, okay, we can be friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 
it's very difficult and it's very important to set boundaries mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. we can preserve our energy and really really help us to nurture ourselves in our own pace yeah especially when you are in a world that expects you to be super outgoing super social and super extroverted in your professional setup you need to gain visibility among your community it reminds me of a book called uh, Quiet it's written by Susan Cain she she had a TED talk but her, her book Quiet it's written for introverted people or your friends or spouse of introvert people it's yeah it, it helps me a lot yeah I'm introvert but I can still be social I can still be friendly you know uh, you just need to find a healthy mechanism to cope with the world you don't have to convert yourself into an extrovert I, I totally get it because on, usually on Friday and I ask Monica what <laughs> what are you going to what are you going to do this weekend and her usual answer would be home I'm a, such a homie <laughs> I love to stay home no, no 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 she will be very frank and saying I'm an introvert I don't really want to be around my people <laughs> <laughs> You're good at saying no. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I learned, I learned, I learned. <laughs> Before my American days, I wouldn't say that. I was like, oh, I don't know. We will see. Evasive, you know. Because <laughs> you study in in the UK, right? Yeah. Do you yeah. do you feel there's like a British influence on you towards different like setup? Like American is all it's very outrighteous and British, like no, you know, some Britishes they are really bad at saying no. Yeah. And they are really good at being polite. Right. Every day, if I'm if I'm staying in the UK, I will have to say more than ten times of sorry or excuse me. <laughs> but in the Netherlands, I probably <laughs> you bump in, bump into someone, you just go. You yeah, just go. Yeah. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> yeah. They are not direct right. compared to Dutch people. You know what Dutch people are famous for. So yeah. let's talk yeah. about Netherlands. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You, 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 <laughs> you moved from the US to Netherlands for your current job. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed, yeah. yeah. And was it a difficult move for you? It was a very interesting move because <laughs> I came to the Netherlands in the midst of pandemic. That was a summer before they had a second lockdown in the winter. So I kind of came, you know, in the happy window of summer. People start to party by Spaganingen or somewhere else. Like they had cocktail, wine, beer, whatever in the happy summer, and then afterwards lockdown again. Wow, let me say something rude as an Asian. So initially, I expected the Dutch culture or vibe-wise is somewhat similar to the, to the American one. So I didn't expect any culture shock. But in the end, I was still shocked. <laughs> so it's interesting because I expect like, well, they're all white and like they speak, you know, like Western language. So, but in the end, interestingly, I feel uh, living in the islands is, it felt more like home, back home in Taiwan rather than the American setup. <laughs> so do you feel more comfortable or do you feel I feel uncomfortable I feel uncomfortable again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I mean Netherlands is interestingly comparable to Taiwan. You can do the math, right? The population density is super comparable. So in the end, what I feel very unexpectedly that the uh, the sphere of influence from the individual constantly interfere with each other. I you could hear your neighbors all the time when they have party, when they watch football games, when they fight with each other. <laughs> you hear that all the time, especially when you are living in the older 
house, like my first apartment here is like few hundred years old. So, you know, the walls are thin. Why I feel like back in Taiwan, because like you hear, you know, kids screaming, <laughs> parents are disciplining their children, couple fighting, things like that. But in the States, because like from house to house, you are more, much more sparse, you know, so away from each other. Cornfield. Yeah, cor <laughs> yeah, 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 see? <laughs> you basically feel like a cow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have this constant sense of the existence of the other very human beings. That was like unexpected. So it's very interesting. Yeah. And as an introvert, uh, I feel <laughs> it's not very happy setup. Cause yeah, when you want, really want a space that's entirely your own, but you know, these messages or these things constantly flying to your own cosmos, that's quite challenging. So in the end, I just got two pairs of noise canceling headset. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Can you claim back from the Dutch government? <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> Reimburse me for what I spent because of your culture. God damn. <laughs> Give my money back. No, wow. <laughs> I asked this question to my Dutch friends. Like, how do you guys cope with, you know, this constant of interference from others? Basically, they say, well, I don't know if that's representative or not, but like from his observation, he says like, yeah, we interfere with each other and we ignore each other. But my, my, that, that's probably my problem. I couldn't ignore that it's like it's not a background noise I can filter out it's like whatever comes in it comes in and I can I can never read about so yeah noise cancelling has said <laughs> so I think maybe Netherlands is not a great place for you you should go for somewhere else I mean Germany as you mentioned earlier <laughs> personally I love middle of nowhere uh, I miss that definitely a lot if I am going to stay in Netherlands for longer term I will find a new home that's in the more much more middle of nowhere rather than the current city. Basically, city is not my thing. So I would definitely... I, yeah, exactly. So I would, you know, I, I can work in the city, but I cannot live in the city setup. I, my friends ask me like, but you in the city, you enjoy other facilities, you have museum, you have open market. I was like, I couldn't care less. So, like, I'm happy to be in a more rural and quieter setup. So, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I would see myself like I'm, you know, 30-ish, but I feel like I'm in a grandma mindset. <laughs> I was like, I'm so ready to retire in my, you know, living setup. <laughs> so, making friends in a new culture, mm -hmm. new country is always a very difficult thing, mm -hmm. especially for introverts, because mm -hmm. we try to hide ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do we manage? to find a community if you have any at the moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. Well, in, in terms of my experience both in the States and Netherlands, I started my community from church because I'm not just a Christian but also a more liberal one. So for me, uh, I always started from finding a good Christian community that are closer to my value spectra and also welcoming and also international friendly um, because I actually tried uh, some Dutch churches and if you immediately the culture is somewhat different. Dutch like Dutch Christians, I feel they are much more reserved. So I visited a church several times, but in the end, I feel like we always stay distance and smile, but never chatted. <laughs> so um, it's very, they're still friendly. It's not that they 
they're, you know, so aloof and doesn't care about you. It's just maybe it's the pace how they approach each other. And also I'm like Asian looking. It's not white looking anyway. I don't know whichever factor plays more. But in the end, I'm like, luckily I found a good English speaking international friendly church uh, in this area. As an introvert, I think that helps already because you already know that share similar values that you value. For me, it's higher level of, you know, comfortableness. Like you are comfortable and you, you can share more things openly. So that helps me to feel more relaxed outside of my uh, working setup. Like my weekends, I can just freely hang out with my uh, my church friends. Yeah, and we can share difficult topics. It's easier to share things for me as an introvert because I, I already know there's something in common that, you know, we can we can be open about. And also church community, they have a very fixed schedule. You get to go there on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that indeed that helps actually because sometimes you think of this person, you want to ask how they're doing or something that you know you know they're worrying or something. Monday, fr- Monday through Friday you just didn't find the time window but you know that you will definitely meet them on Sundays. So I think that helps to stay this continuity of relationship wise. Yeah, but in the end, you know, I still meet friends outside of Sundays. We hang out. For me, I want to make some gym friends. Mm. But then it's really hard. Why? Everybody has their own schedule. schedule. That's why I said, like, oh. if you go to a church, you see same people at yeah. the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. That is true. But if you have like a hobby, people may have different schedules. And just the consistency yeah. that you don't get to see same person all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that sense. I get that sense. The other thing I would like to, you know, my, my church is interesting because it's not, well, I said I, I was looking for a church community that's closer to my value spectra. But actually that church houses uh, a wide spectra of people. So we Wild or oh, white? Oh, white, white, white. <laughs> Wild. It's, not, it's majorly white, <laughs> but it's international friendly. But it also has people that not just on my side of spectrum, but you also get to talk to people from the other side, for example. I enjoy that a lot because you it's a friendly enough setup that you get to know what makes them have this value towards the same issue, although you are probably on the opposite side of the perspective. Um, but it's a, in a more friendly and more open up setup. Thank you very much for sharing. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure. It's been yeah. fun. Uh, well, I'll see you again. Maybe you will come to my podcast again. Next soon. Oh, that'll be nice. That'll be fun. All right. Ciao. <laughs>